Hey everyone, this is Reese, and I've got Kim here with me as well. Kim? Hi. There's a lot of news going on in the ocean. We decided to break this little section of the podcast out so that we can get a little bit more news in in a short amount of time. It's that quick little hit to tell you what's going on in the ocean this week. So first up is what's going on with the fires, the climate, etc. That is the news du jour. News du semaine? I don't know. En français? Jeez. En français. I try. Kim, what's going on with the climate? Uh, nothing good. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, what we have going on, everyone's heard about the fires in Australia, but what's interesting about the news this week is that NASA put out a story a few days ago saying that a study confirms that the climate models are getting future warming projections right. So, like, we told you so, basically, which is what happened in Australia. I mean, these, these fires were predicted. Yeah, and I think that's the most terrifying part is that we had this idea that climate projections were sort of this dystopian future that would never be realized. And now we're finding out that all of the technology that we created is working and we are, in fact, entering into that yeah. <laughs> that future that we thought was just this sort of movie. Yeah, I actually saw a really funny uh, Instagram post that showed like a utopian future. And it was like what the world would have looked like if MTV had stuck to playing music. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Anyway, back but to I the news. I loved true life. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's crazy about what's going on is how deeply connected the climate stuff is to the ocean. So, a report, a new study that came out in the last week is that record-setting ocean warmth continued in 2019 and it's been the warmest year on record, uh 2019 for the ocean. The ocean temp, the way I like to describe it is that the ocean has been like a uh, debt. We've just been racking up debt and now it's all coming due. So the ocean has absorbed more than 93% of all the ocean, of all the excess heat in the atmosphere since we started tracking. It's insane. Yeah. And (laughs) something you always say is that every third breath is provided. Every other. Every other. Oh, my God. Roughly. And so that's even scarier, right? The idea that the ocean is is sort of crumbling and that's what gives us every other breath makes it even more terrifying. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. But it's it's also what is driving the, the crazy heat. So if you do a little bit deeper digging around what's happening with the warming in the ocean and the Indian Ocean Dipole, which is essentially this ocean current that is creating the uh, warm, arid air over Australia – that's what's contributing to these fires. And so the final sort of real hard climate news is that New York Times put out that 2019 was the second hottest year ever, closing out the warmest decade. So it's just kind of like, it's just there. The evidence is there um, right in front of our faces. And I think Australia, you know, what I'm hopeful for is that it really rallies people for action. And I think you're seeing that on the ground that the people are saying we need change and we need it now. So I'm hopeful that that will kind of spur people to action. Absolutely. And like you said, I think it already is. And so I think as long as it expands outside of Australia and we all sort of buckle up and vote and do our part, um, hopefully we can turn this boat around. For sure. So, I mean, one organization that actually is doing this is Microsoft. They, not a sponsor or anything like that, but they announced this week that they're going to be carbon negative by 2030. And they're going way beyond that, actually. They're um, committing to offsetting all of their historical emissions. So they're like going back in time, all of our electricity, when they say they're carbon neutral, they truly are going after their supply chain, everything, and they're committing a billion dollars to a fund to research more carbon reduction uh, technology, et cetera. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think that um, hopefully they serve as a model for other gigantic corporations to sort of follow suit or to continue to do the work that they're doing, but maybe even better, level it up. Yeah, they had a really good line, and I'm going to botch it now, but a, a line in their press release that we'll link to was, you know, those who can afford to 
uh, must do it faster and go further. Right? They're saying like we, you know, we've made money, we we've benefited from this, and so now we've got to do a lot more. We can't just commit to the bare minimum. Totally. And if we're sort of going back to the climate projections, like having tons and tons of money in thirty years isn't going to matter. Um, if that's a great call, the climate's sort of falling apart. Yeah. Or if the earth is falling apart. What's cool too, so you know, like you said, people taking action is that this has gone from you know this is an international crisis, but it's gone uh, you know inspiring regional action, and now <laughs> Kim's making faces here because she's excited for me. What's cool is one of our avid listeners, aka my dad, uh, sent me a couple articles that this week my hometown of Falmouth, Massachusetts, in the northeast of the United States. There's a few articles out of my hometown. One, they're supporting a carbon pricing act in my hometown, which I just think is so cool. It's a tiny little town, 30,000 person population. And I'm just really proud to see that. And I think that that's sort of what we're talking about with the Australia bit, right? Is like more people are buckling up and more people are taking action. Um, and hopefully that's all of our hometowns, big and small. Yeah, for sure. It's It's been really cool. And, and you know, my dad, who is not an environmentalist historically. Um, you know, he did the right thing here and there, but he would never bill himself as an environmentalist. has been really active in sending me these articles and saying, hey, look at what we're doing and look at what your mother and I are doing. And, you know, he's kind of he's kind of being a part of this. And so there are other initiatives. They've now banned the sale of plastic bottles in my hometown um, on town property, and they're trying to get it uh, townwide, including soda and water and everything, which is like, it's just great. And it's starting with local citizen action. And so it's, it's, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really proud of my hometown. That's amazing. <laughs> That's the best. And I think it's cool because it's like, it's that thing of like, you, when your kid is into something, you become really into it. And so totally. you're, and so you're this person who's so passionate about the environment and the ocean. And I think that you've sort of done that like reverse inspiration of when you're an adult and you're really passionate about something, like your parents are like, look, 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 me too. Um, <laughs> Um, and it's really cool, and I think that all of us can sort of can sort of take a take a note from that. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. So um, that's all I got for this week, Kim. Anything else? No, nope, that's all. All right, awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll link to the articles in the show notes. Lots to read up on, and uh, we'll see you next time.